Hey everybody, my wild and wonderful guest today is Doctor of Naturopathic Medicine, Christina Kastelanek. It was a pleasure for me to hear more about Christina's passion for holistic health and her journey as a medical intuitive. Christina is part of the duo of naturopathic superheroes over at Village Naturopathic Clinic in London, Ontario, Canada, and Christina is life partner and significant other to Richard, who, you know, needs no introduction here on the Rewild My Bio podcast, so I was happy to have Richard here with me for this episode, doing a great job in co-hosting, and today we talk all about polyvagal theory, the reptilian brain, and BodyWise Insights, which is an online program that Christina has created from her years of experience and studying and applying somatic experience to her patients as well as herself. And uh, well, in fact, I'll say more about today's episode in just a moment, but I do want to take this brief minute to say today's Earth Day. Hooray! What do you guys think about Earth Day? It was interesting, actually, I was chatting with Richard earlier, and um, he was, you know, saying, hey, you should do an episode for Earth Day, and I said, I know. However, um, just didn't get around to doing it, but what I thought I would do here as part of this intro is to just kind of throw that question out there to you guys, because, you know, I'm, I guess, critically questioning all these days that we have. It seems like all the time, or at least for me anyways, in health promotion, there's always a different day to bring awareness to a certain cause. And I wonder if that really does any good for those causes. Now, I mean, I know there's like random one-off days, like International Pizza Day and all these like kind of things, which I kind of see the, the fun in that because, I mean, it's, it's just pizza or whatever else could be some obscure like that. Um, but I think with health days or something like Earth Day specifically, eh, I don't know. Sure, I'm going to promote it, I'm gonna, but I'm doing that all day every day, 365 days a year, right? So same thing with these health concepts. By sometimes making a day out of it, I don't, I'm just, I guess I'll throw it out to you guys. What do you think? Leave a comment uh, here on this episode. Leave a comment, whether it be on the social media channels. Um, I'm just curious what you guys think about Earth Day and whether or not these days actually do any uh, benefit. Like I, I love the hashtag Earth Day is every day, which really it is. And yeah, so I'm again, I'm not going to put too much out there or my thoughts on that. I just think it's interesting is all. I love Earth Day. I try to annually go pick up garbage on Earth Day. So that's, you know, there's there's positive things to come from it. But I think, again, if it's just this kind of figurehead, today is Earth Day and let us just acknowledge Earth, which is like, come on, every day we are acknowledging Earth. We are living, breathing part of the Earth, right? So... Anyways, I will digress and get back into explaining today's episode, which I think, honestly, it's my all-time favorite episode. I've studied the field of integrative health for some time, and today we're going to go into a modality that is really, it's on the top of getting to the bottom of the wiring of our nervous system. And essentially, it's a modality that will help us recognize the patterns that keep us from becoming our whole integrated self. And what I mean by that is like patterns that keep us from, you know, acknowledging and using that sense of rightness or wrongness we get from interacting with our environment. We don't really use that anymore. Or I mean, what I'm trying to say is that we have patterns that keep us basically from interacting in our world. And that comes from our culture or society and safety nets and things that we essentially, when we evolved in the wild, we had to interact constantly with our environment. And we had a sense of rightness and wrongness that landed in our bodies. This day and age, 
I find it rare that we're tapping into this primal wisdom, this body wisdom. Um, in fact, I would go on to argue that, you know, a good portion of us, especially right now with the uncertainty because of coronavirus, which rightfully so, um, I just think that right now there's a good portion of us that are having a hard time creating a sense of rightness and wrongness from within, and we're often relying on external sources rather than, again, listening to our own body's wisdom. So I consider today's episode a lesson in unplugging yourself from the matrix or the herd mentality so that you can actually start to become the best you, and then we can go forward. You can go forward. We can all go forward in a world where we know exactly what is real, right? So by unplugging from the matrix, we're essentially learning how to rewire our nervous system, or should I say rewild our nervous system, which I think is a very important, important thing. So today's timely, yes, because of everything that's going on. Um, and we all have this opportunity right now to put into practice the things that we talk about in today's episode. I mean, we always have something popping up in our life where we can essentially go, aha, how does this feel in my body? But right now there's a lot of that going on and we all have time to sit here and go, hmm, what is this? And just be that curious observer to these sensations that resonate in different spots of our bodies. And we do a lot of really good examples and yeah, just such a meaty episode today. So I'm, I'm going to try not to blabber on here too much, but I really did learn a lot. And I think I want to take this time as I want to in intros to kind of go over what I learned to hopefully help maybe clarify things for you guys, or even for me to just kind of re-solidify what I had learned because there was a lot of good stuff today. So what I'll say is that we have an opportunity right now to choose. We have an opportunity to choose. I could say that over and over again. I feel like I am saying that a lot. And um, if we can learn one thing from today's episode, and I think we'll learn much more, um, it is that we can always be that curious observer of our bodies. And through practicing what we talk about today in this episode, through you know tracking sensations and observing without judgment and just being curious, we can know what harmony feels like or balance feels like. We can, and then from there, we can more mindfully choose whether or not we want to take ownership of thoughts, emotions, beliefs, ideas, and all the information we're bombarded with in this day and age. Regardless of the current times with the coronavirus, we're constantly bombarded with information. And if we can practice everything we talk about today, or if you can practice this stuff, you'll actually get that sense of rightness and wrongness, and you'll know when something. And again, I feel like domestication has like bred this out of us. We're just being told by civilization how to fall in line. And I know those those are harsh words, and you know, there's beautiful things to, you know, even in this episode here, we do a wonderful dance about this um, back and forth between the beauty that can come out of community and um, so many good things in life. So anyways, let me tighten this back up here. Let me say this, actually, the best part about today is when we discuss how through doing this work that we're speaking of here, um, yeah, we know exactly what is right and wrong. And then I feel like we're more inclined to stand in our power. Today's episode is foundational to this show, really. Um, and today's episode is all about standing in your wild soul or becoming that whole self or an, an in, on an individual level. So we're becoming our whole complete selves on an individual level so that we can then take that out into the world. We can be more productive and we can be more mindfully present 
more connected to our true mammalian nature so that we can, you know, respond with our truth rather than react out of fear or scarcity mindset and all the things that come with life in modern civilized world or in this modern civilized world. So quick background, actually, before we get into it, um, on concepts in today's episode, I was listening to this episode and editing, and I thought I would just clarify this. Our sympathetic nervous system, you've probably heard about it before, it directs the body's rapid involuntary response to dangerous or stressful situations in our environment. Um, you know, a flash of flood of hormones will flood our system and it boosts the body's alertness, heart rate, um, you know, sends extra blood to the muscles so we can escape. This is known as the fight or flight response, which you've probably heard of before. Our parasympathetic nervous system is what conserves energy and it actually slows down heart rate, increases, you know, intestinal and, and gland activity and it relaxes all sorts of different muscles in our gastrointestinal tract. This is known as the rest and digest system. So these are two, you know, well-known parts of our autonomic nervous system. Um, these things happen automatically and we talk about them today without definition. So I thought I'd just throw that out there for you guys. Um, again, if there's anything you don't know here, hit me back, uh, in whatever channel you can get at me with. And I'm happy to, you know, explain things like this in future episodes. Um, so about our nervous system, when our nervous system tells us that we feel safe, our higher cortex of our brain can do great things, logic, rationale. However, if we're freaked out or in a place of fear, fight, flight, or freeze, this higher cortex, this amazing human mammalian brain um, that allows us to interact and build bridges and buildings and all the beautiful things again that come with civilization it becomes less effective and right now what is exactly happening it's just a it's just a flood of fear right and rightfully so again but again this makes us less able to be effective with our logic and rationale which again capitalism the very fabric of the system that we all come together through is based on the rational consumer coming to market to buy something and if we can't be rational, you know, we're not even able to, to know what we're able to buy. You know, we're not inter again, capitalism basically falls to the wayside. It doesn't work without rational individuals. So this is problematic. And again, this is why I love doing this show and this again being foundational. It's rewilding our, our biologies. Certain systems, we wouldn't even have them in place, or at least they'd be functioning very differently if we were all rational. Again, Adam Smith, the, far, the father of capitalism, wrote the invisible hand, right, of the market and how it takes us places. This is, this is foundational to the whole system, and it's just not possible right now because I think, again, there's so many of us reacting and re reacting out of fear rather than responding. So again, super timely episode um, you know, I think there's lots of good examples that we have in here. We are social creatures, right? In fact, our social nature is what has wired our brain and our nervous system to know what safety even is throughout human evolution. And right, as I, you know, this is still happening today. And yes, some might have handed this ability this control of this ability over to, say, their doctor, their priest, uh, their six o'clock news anchor, who, whoever that may be. But we all have this ability. And if we, if we work at it, we can rekindle this. And this is where I think rewilding or rewiring, however you want to say this, rewilding our brains can undo domestication. 
You know, we will just say no to things that just sit outside of our truth. And if we can all have that ability and then we come together, wow, you know, powerful stuff. So this episode made me realize how important it is, you know, for young children to have social connection. So again, um, this like social connection at a young age teaches us exactly what is safe and what is good in this world. So we need to get back to hugging each other really soon. I'm thinking about my little, my young nephews and just like when I see them, you know, I'm just being mindful right now for the last little bit anyways of not touching and, you know, saying social distance. And I just think, geez, I've been talking a lot about morbidity related to prolonged social distancing and what could come of all this. So, you know, we have to, we have to, we have to do our work right now. If we do this work, we're going to be able to sit with this info that is given to us and we're going to see if what we're being told sounds right or sounds true to us. So in this episode, we get into the nitty gritty of brain function and how your nervous system's wired um, from development of our reptilian brain all the way through our mammalian brain. Um, you know, explain how social cohesion, nature connection can help stimulate our vagus nerve so that we can actually enter the rest, de- digest, heal, in bond state of being rather than the contrary, you know, which is being caught up in a constant state of fight or flight. Um, yeah. And really, in my opinion, this is, this is how our society is structured in the, in the West, right? This is the fabric of our society is this fight, flight or freeze, or so I see it. Right. Um, you know, I always hate, I, I shouldn't say I hate always bringing in the matrix, the movie, the matrix, the references. And if you think of that last scene, where uh, Keanu Reeves' character Neo is being shot at by the agents. And all of a sudden he see he gets up from the dead and he sees ones and zeros like a computer input screen, right? Everything's in ones and zeros. And he just says, wait. And then the bullets stop midair and they, he picks them out of the air. And time just kind of stands still. And if, we were to, if I were right now to say what our ones and zeros are, it'd be dollar signs and like little fearful looking monsters. It's become so much so that this is the fabric of our life, but we don't see it. And once we can do this type of work, we see that and we can just say, well, wait a minute, here I am. Like, you know, these bullets aren't real, right? So might be getting far out here, but Super cool stuff that we talk about today, and when you apply it, there is real benefit. Um, yeah, and like we t- we discuss in depth today, the importance of getting back outdoors and interacting with one another. Um, you know, and I see protests happening down in the states where folks are wanting to get back to work and life. And I mean, again, it's beautiful that we've all come together to protect vulnerable people. I know that's super important. Um, so, but yeah, but that said, I think folks are sitting with a lot of this stuff saying, this just doesn't, something doesn't seem right here, right? So it's good that we're questioning. Um, And I have a lot of admiration for human beings right now, you know, because we all stopped to protect vulnerable people. And, you know, many of us are doing this work where we know what feels right right now. Um, So well done, everybody out there. Really though, I mean, mixed bag of emotions that we're going through in regards to humanity right now, I'm sure, if you're anything like me. Um, But let's not stop there. Richard has a great message actually at the end of the show regarding individuation and how we can build a better society with whole and fully integrated individuals so that we can have a more healthy expression of community. And, you know, we can start to weave a new fabric together to create a new culture as we go forward out of this, you know, where our individual freedoms and a sense of rightness are not subdued rather 
by advertisers, politicians, you know, and the messages from whether it be, you know, everywhere. We're getting messages from everywhere. We need to sit with them now and see what is true for us. So last but not least, please check out Christina's work. Everything is in the show notes at rewildmybio.com. You can also head over to bodywiseinsights.com as there is still space in Christina's online programming, which is starting at the beginning of May. Um, So there's still space here until the end of April. Um, Also, please follow along Bodywise Insights on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook as Christina is doing Mental Break Mondays and a whole bunch of stuff there on those channels um, during coronavirus to help us, again, do this very, very important work. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Welcome to Rewild My Bio, a self-help and alternative health podcast. I'm your host, Sean Slade. Join me as I share stories, science, and strategies to help you rewild your biology and redefine your biography. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Rewild My Bio. I've got two lovely, wonderful people here with me today. Dr. Christina Kastanalak and Dr. Richard Vixinic, my co-host in all things podcasting. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thanks yes. for having us, Sean. Yes, and I'm most excited for this episode um, because it's I think it's foundational, much like our mitochondria episode, I think, was to, to me anyways, when talking about rewilding and reconnecting with nature, I feel like it's important to know the evolutionary story and how our biology you know, how that evolved into things. So to talk to you today, Christina, about this topic is long overdue for me because it's something I'm interested in, but I, you know, I still don't really know that much about, as I was saying, like, it's not something I've totally dove into and spent a lot of time. So I'm really excited to have you here to talk all things about the reptilian brain and polyvagal theory as well. So yeah, happy to have you. Um, Actually, as a, before we get started here, I want to just say, that I am grateful for you both. Um, so to, for the listener, uh, Richard and Christina are naturopathic doctors. And they serve the London and Southwestern Ontario communities. Um, and they're, you can find them at villagenaturopath.com.com. There we go. You never know. .ca or .com, right? It could be either or. So. Um, but yeah, and I want to at least throw that out there at the beginning of this episode so that you guys can have that to go check them out if you're in the area and you're looking at, uh, you know, working with a naturopathic doctor. It's something that I've talked about a lot here on the show, integrative health or alternative health care, if you will. It's for me, it's the new, it's the new, it's the new thing. It's the new model. It's the new old and this thing. Is, this, it's the new old <laughs> thing, exactly. And this is the reason why I study, you know, health promotion from the PhD level. I have created a course actually on integrative health and like, um, yeah, so talking about things like traditional Chinese medicine, naturopathic medicine, chiropractic, osteopathy, all these different professions I feel like are something you kind of want to have in your back pocket, mm-hmm. especially during times like this. So anyways, I guess I want to just say, yeah, I'm grateful for the work you guys do and for meeting you both when I did in my life because you guys have been practicing, you know, naturopathic medicine for about 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct, right? So yeah. actually, let's do that. Maybe if you guys want to tell the story of, uh, you know, not to get too personal here, but, you know, the show is about our biography and maybe I'll even throw this at you, Christina, how, mm-hmm. how you've came into naturopathic medicine, and then, yeah, how you met Richard here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so 
I guess that's a long story because I think deep down I had this instinct in me when I was little that the body could heal itself, that there must be more to uh, the body when it goes and suffers disease, dysfunction. When I was little, I had lots of sinus infections, chronic, and didn't feel met and heard by the medical system, by my parents, by those that I looked to for support. Mm. And so deep down, I knew that there was something more to be done. And then I, little 10-year-old self, took it upon myself to say, I'm going to do something about this. Wow. And so I started exploring and, you know, 11, 12, starting reading books on osteopathy and naturopathic medicine. And I met someone that was a naturopath at a family wedding Mm -hmm. I was at. And then I said, this is it. This is what I want to be. And it was because of the principles of naturopathic medicine that really spoke to me, this principle of um, the body has an innate ability to heal. We call it vis in naturopathic medicine. Mm-hmm. And that nature is there to support that healing. And so that began my journey. So through the rest of elementary school, high school, I geared all my education towards naturopathic medicine. And I got into CCNM, the college in Toronto, um, was happily wild and free for year one and <laughs> met this wonderful man and we became friends. Uh-huh. On in, in school then? In school, okay. on the 401, driving <laughs> back and forth. Because right. I, I was um, in an apartment right. uh, kind of close to where Rich was and we just happened to connect and mm-hmm. he was just, he would shuttle me in and back and forth from nice. my classes and that's how we built our friendship. Well, that's amazing. And I had heard that story before from, from you, Rich. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as you're into naturopathic medicine, no no idea. So thank you for yeah. telling me that and sharing yeah. that with everybody because, wow, and here's the thing, like, it's kind of a question I'm keen on asking everybody is like, you know, how did you get into this holistic alternative health mm-hmm. or, you know, and it's um, similar stories a lot of times where someone has dealt with illness or something yep. and they're kind of fed up with just conventional wisdom and, and help. And knowing that there's more. Yeah. This deep internal well, knowing. That's where I'm, yeah, that's the interesting yes. part about your story because to say at like 10, 11, 12 years old to do that, like I've never heard that before and I mm-hmm. am quite keen on, you know, asking people that question. So that's really unique that you've had that intuitive mm-hmm. knowledge and here we are again talking about, you know, polyvagal theory and like that primal brain and that deep intuitive knowing that yes. comes from that spot. So here you are exactly. doing what you're supposed to be doing here. So that's awesome. That's right. Thank you for sharing. Richard was an aside to that story, just so you know, to me, <laughs> anyways, I mean, I just really enjoyed your, your into naturopathic medicine. I was just a cab driver, man. Yeah, just a cab driver. Yeah. Well, hey, you're right, right time, right place, because this is awesome that you guys are here together doing this. And then now, um, just in this time, again, to be, to be able to offering, uh, again, getting into like the we're doing the pre-show plugs here, but all things uh, body-wise mm-hmm. as well. So, I mean, just to have online programming that can help folks get a handle on what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. If you at all feel lost, at the very end of the show, we'll chat more about uh, Christina's offering and her, her new project and, and all of that sure. as well. So, um, but yeah, let's let's talk about... Actually, let me, let me just kind of, I guess, segue in by saying um, that right now, given, you know, we're... It's... it's coronavirus is a thing and I feel like we all know um, that we're in a little bit of a heightened fight or flight state Mm -hmm. just a little bit and I feel like we need to get a better handle on as a as a culture as individuals um, on how to kind of regulate the bouncing back and forth between the higher cortex Mm -hmm. and this primal brain that you know 
So I feel like right now, um, and again, through watching news media, and it's something that I'm keen on letting folks know it's not the best for health unless we can kind of, I guess, have a handle here on what we're talking about today. Because what's happening when we're watching the news is that we're hearing the, you know, dun, 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 breaking news. And that drives us into that fear place, that fight or flight or freeze kind of state. Whereas then we see commercials and other things and we bounce back into the higher cortex Mm -hmm. of pleasure, dopamine. Ooh, I want that. I want to buy that. So it's this kind of confusing back and forth. And unless we know how to check in with ourselves and see Mm -hmm. what's going on. I mean, I know for me, like I said before, it was just a huge aha moment when I started getting into uh, really checking in with my nervous system and seeing how that's working. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of my segue into saying, um, please tell us what, I guess, got you interested in this topic. Mm. Um, Yeah, and how you started kind of studying this in more depth. Yeah. So I was in practice uh, maybe how many years into practice, five, six, four, five, six years into mm-hmm. practice. And I'm always on the hunt, always searching for deeper and deeper explorations of root cause for my patients right. and for myself. And so both are one and the same because we are connected. Right. They are inextricably linked. And so I was suffering and continually suffering. And so that suffering drove me to discover something called somatic experiencing. And this was created by Peter Levine, uh, research by Stephen Porges. And I studied and learned and explored internally for myself Mm -hmm. over years and then got to aid people and help people through their own discovery of the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's kind of the journey mm-hmm. that into happened that, right? into that, right? Well, I think it's really interesting that you, I like that you said that because it's something I've always wrestled with personally when I had been working with, you know, as a personal trainer, nutritionist, but it was my, it was my inward journey. I mean, it was learning to how to heal mm-hmm. at the root cause for myself ultimately and then I was able to do that at such a level that I said hey I can help a good portion of the you know of the population in a different way so again I just like how you explain that inextricably linked and I never I never seen that uh, you know so much as as I guess I have more so recently so yeah again my research and self-discovery essentially is allowing me to you know help and educate others so yeah the more I do my work the more I'm going to be more available and present to another and right. support them in their healing journey. So that's what yeah. kept me rolling and getting into all of this stuff. And so I delved deep into it. I right. And the fact that once I did that for myself, once I experienced what shedding these internal patterns that are stored in our biology, mm-hmm. what once I saw what that did in my world, in my relationships, right. in my relationship to myself, with other, with nature... I organically, of course, you want to spread that and share Mm -hmm. that with any human that is resonating with this. And you want to share, I really essentially want to share the message with anyone that you have the ability to heal inside of you right? and that you just need to learn how to do that. And you can learn how to do that Mm -hmm. and that your body will show you. 
Yeah, and it's it's amazing as someone who's into tracking nature and that it's essentially the same the same practice. As much as I would track a deer, I'm tracking energies, emotions, feelings, um, sensations, sensations. Yes, thing. Yeah, yes. and that's just it. Yeah, being able to actually uh, observe those and just sit with them and kind of and how that might relate to what's going on, you know, in the day the stressors that I may be having and just kind of sit with it. And then to see the nervous system start to unwind. And I guess I'm, I'm, yes. I'm explaining an experience that I had with you, Rich, when we were working together um, as my naturopathic doctor. So, um, and I think I've said that before many times that, yeah, so it's to the, for the listener, I first met Richard, I guess, when, yeah, you were my naturopathic doctor. And again, we can go back to episode three, four, is it three? Trois, episode trois, that's French for three. Um, episode three, yeah, and that's where we kind of get into that story. But yeah, no, uh, having having gone through somatic experience with you, it was, yeah, just um, sitting, observing, sensing the nervous system, and it was just, again, it was like those aha moments, like, oh my gosh, I can control all that stuff. Yeah. The bad habits, the, the, the fear, the Yay. quick, uh, that like, the things that I think from way back in my childhood that still make the hair on the back of my neck stand up, it's like, oh. I can control this, and it's happening right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's maybe talk, chat. Let's chat about the biology of the brain and what exactly maybe we're chatting about here. I don't know, Rich, if you want to. Yeah, just to speak to the story a little bit there. Yeah, um, yeah, it's that part of like wanting to go deeper into root cause, and I'm speaking more for myself than I am for Christina at this point, but. You know, doing a lot of detoxification work and um, supporting the adrenal glands and all that sort of stuff that is important, but really noticing the limitations to that those approaches, and then also noticing why why are patients coming back with the same problem next year or in six months, and you know, and that externalization. You know, I'm relying on me as the doctor to to do the fixing, and that shift that started because this whole understanding of tracking our sensations, working with the nervous system and having that understanding that we can work with the plasticity of that nervous system and integrate other patterns that build resilience. And so now like the lens and how I approach things, and I'll speak for you, Christina, here is that is the lens is about building resilience at this point in people. Right. 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 And helping them build it within themselves. Yes. Yes. And knowing that, Everybody coming to you is going to be in a different place, supporting them where they need to be supported, but knowing that some people are really going to be ready and willing to take ownership of their patterns mm-hmm. and want, want that mm-hmm. ability for themselves to do their own internal work. Right. And when you see that in a person, you want to be able to offer something right. to that person. And then you can say, here, yeah. this is what you can do to do your internal work so that you don't have to see me as often mm-hmm. and so that you can keep evolving and see the next person that's supposed to spark you even mm. further along your journey right. and come back when you feel resonant with me, right? It's just this yeah. beautiful yeah. creation. I like, I'm love. glad that you kind of went back to the story and we're really chatting about here because you're right, all these detoxification pathways mm-hmm. and things that we might do as like self-care or healthy lifestyle medicine, which is all good stuff it still comes down to really acknowledging how our nervous system is wired. And that's really what we're chatting about here. It's that deep primal brain, um, the reptilian brain that wires us in. And I mean, I don't know if you can, I mean, yeah, we're chatting about neuroplasticity, but I think it was often commonly believed that our, you know, our, our brain gets wired and it stays like that forever. And that's not necessarily the case. We can, we can tap right back into that because that's, that was just it. And that was quite common for even when I was studying holistic 
health and whatnot, it was around, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think now. Yeah, I, I had heard that around like 28 years old, your brain is like wired in and you'll stay like that forever. And I was like, wow, I just don't believe that. But that was, um, yeah, so anyways. And so what we're talking about today isn't mm-hmm. just the brain, right? So tell no. us a little bit about the polyvagal theory. Sure. Maybe that's a good starting point to yeah, kind okay. of get into some meat and potatoes here. Okay. Uh, so it's what we want to, what we want to recognize is that the brain and the body are one. They are linked just like you and I are. It's just, we need typically to divide things up so that we can understand certain things. Right. But the polyvagal theory was put forth by Stephen Porges and he's a researcher. He Oh, I get okay. So, <laughs> very long explanation, mm-hmm. but what we're gonna, I'm gonna try and piece it together. So, the vagus nerve connects the brain to v- our viscera, our internal organs. Mm-hmm. There's subdiaphragmatic, so the organs below the diaphragm, and the superdiaphragmatic above the diaphragm. Mm-hmm. And through evolution, as humans, we have this vagus nerve that travels through our system and has these links within it that were formed over many, 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 yes. Through evolution. Through evolution. And so first we had this reptilian brain. Mm -hmm. And this was, we had a, there was a fight flight charge to it, but there was also a freeze state. And this is typical for a reptile. It would act dead to save itself. Mm -hmm. We have this within ourselves as well. But on top of the reptilian brain, there was the mammalian brain, which is another circuit that was introduced. And we call this the ventral vagal Mm -hmm. circuit. And as mammals, we needed to come close to one another and become a herd or a pod so that we could survive. Right. We needed community to survive. We mm-hmm. couldn't do it on our own. And that's this mammalian brain. That's, that's the mammalian right. brain. And so to do that, we needed this ventral vagus to come online when I come close to you. When you and I come within three feet of one another, mm-hmm. if you sense that I am safe and okay, mm-hmm. then my defenses of fight, flight, and freeze will turn off. Right. And I will move and connect with you. If you don't make me feel safe, mm-hmm. then I move away from you. I, I flee. Mm-hmm. And so the, his research goes in depth around uh, the smile, for example, okay. and, and the inner ear and how tone, different tone will oh. turn on and off this ability for us to regulate. Right. So babies, for example, will really tune into their mother's voice and the mother's voice is soft and melodic mm-hmm. and just cozy and lovely. And that will really soothe a baby. That will actually build the connections in their nervous mm-hmm. system. Right. To, so through sound, through that sensation of sound, it's yes. essentially we're regulating it, what exactly. is safe, right? Yes. And that's been with us for a very, very, very long time. Yes. Cool. We have grown into that. And so then we have the human brain on top of that. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Which, Love on humans. one hand, it's like we can rationalize, yeah. we have logic and I'm... analysis, and it gives us really, really great things. 
when we can be rational, when we feel safe, when we feel okay, it it can be really wonderful. Mm -hmm. If we feel freaked out or in a fear, fight, flight sort of place, um, we can also use cognition to help manage that, right? right? Cognitive behavioral therapy, lots of techniques out there. But essentially, we still mm-hmm. have those deep patterns in our biology, in our systems that will be reignited over and over. Mm-hmm. And we can train our brains with that prefrontal cortex mm-hmm. to say, I am safe, I am loved, right, I am affirmations. well, affirmations. Yeah. That's great. You're, you're kind of starting the little layers of maybe introducing mm-hmm. a, a, a new neural pattern. Right. But the, the undercurrent can be so strong mm-hmm. and deeply rooted right. that we need to do the work through the body. I feel we mm. need to bring awareness around the sensations of the body mm-hmm. and the skills to work with those sensations so that we can build connection between the body and the mind. Right. And then the mind can do good work yeah. with the things that we build awareness around. And the body gets the experience of doing what it organically does which is to heal, which is right. to regulate. Be in harmony. Which is to... Equilibrium with yes, all things, right? Which is yeah. nature, right? Right, right. And to we bring, in that we are, yeah. And to bring in that parasympathetic state of mm-hmm. rest, digest, heal, and bond. And so that's what we, right. we got when we were mammals, is that ventral vagus. And we can bring that down by socially connecting with one another. Right. We can regulate by doing that. We can regulate by getting into nature. Um, and But the important piece is that in that moment when we're in social connection, mm-hmm. when we're out in nature, we actually have to have that awareness, that internal awareness mm-hmm. that, ah, I'm coming down. Yeah. Right? I'm feeling your... I'm feeling mm. that state of expansive connection, openness, and then you start to see what happens to the charge of fight, flight, and freeze Mm. in your biology. Right. And so even, so it's about acquainting with what does that ventral vagal, so that front part of the vagus nerve that allows us to socially interact, get close to a person Mm -hmm. without freezing or running away, Mm -hmm. acquainting ourselves and slowing down enough to actually Feel the pleasure of that. Feel the connection of that. What does? What's the tactile experience of that in our body? Right? Yeah, is right. it is it an expansive feeling? Is it a warm feeling? And so, really acquainting ourselves with that. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, understanding mm-hmm. what does our body feel like when we are activated? I don't know how many times I've asked people right. in practice. I'm like, so what are your stress levels? Oh, I'm not stressed. Yeah. <laughs> right. And mm-hmm. they they aren't stressed because they don't think um, they associate stress with the sense of overwhelm and anxiety. So in our, in our culture, if you're not anxious or overwhelmed, you're not stressed, stressed, right? But when we talk about the actual biology of what's firing in your nervous system, people don't understand you are engaged in the sympathetic, like (laughs) you're type A and you can't sit down, but you're clear headed and you can make decisions and you can be a CEO or whatever. Mm -hmm. You're still, the biology is firing along a different pathway. So Mm -hmm. acquainting with, Ah, what does activation feel like in my nervous system yeah. too, right? Oh, yeah. It's it's difficult. Most people, and again, you mentioned the CEO type. Having worked with many personal training clients who were CEO type, it was just, um, and again, they were they were 
often males. Actually, I'm thinking back. I, they were all they, these specific individuals were all males and could not understand that they were in a state of fight or flight because they love what they do. They were the boss. They were, yeah. you know, they were in control of their lives, family. You know, everything's great as far as they go, but they didn't understand the stress, and then they couldn't sleep or they'd have migraines and you know all, all the sorts of things that kind of eventually build up yes. when you're when you're just go 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 like that, right? So right. again, and this is why I'm so keen on the idea of like nature leadership, nature connection, especially with these individuals because they have such a big impact on people's lives running big companies if you're going to the you know big corporate ceo type and i feel like if these folks can actually tune back into what stress is and what the vibe is with the companies they've created uh i think companies would be a lot more in a lot better place i think going forward and i think employees could get down with that type of company and um yeah again so again it's just going back to it being foundational in getting at the root cause of things because again we can tell ourselves it's okay you know, or, or whatever, positive affirmations. But by working with the body, the sensations in the body, we're getting at the root. So, mm-hmm. um, well, you touched on two things. Maybe these would be good to go, but um, nature connection, community, mm-hmm. um, social connection. I'm hearing the word connection is mm-hmm. it, is something that we're is essentially helping us in this regard. So can we yeah. maybe talk more about that? Or So you're... The herd and the individual is a really interesting concept right now. This is, yeah, well, that's just it because. It's very deep. Yeah. I mean, right now we're socially isolating, socially Mm. distancing, isolating ourselves in our homes, which we, on one hand, need to do to protect ourselves. But this is also producing... Well, it could be producing all kinds of different things. Mm-hmm. Every single human being is going to be interpreting this in a, in a unique way because every nervous system is different. And so every person actually needs to assess them f- this for themselves to notice what level of threat they're sensing mm-hmm. through this experience. Right. So we are all in this same experience together, but you're going to be triggered in a way that is different and unique then I'm going to be triggered and I'm going to have different resources than you will and so on. And so we, the herd now, no, I don't know how to. It'll flow. I do. I do like, I do. I'm glad that we brought this up because this is just it. I want to dive right into this whole right now. It's, and I guess how I started the show was with that whole fear fighter, fighter flight state. And I'm, and it's just it. We're right now such a unique opportunity for us. Again, there's so much opportunity right now to like finally grasp certain things, whether it be in our own individual life, with our health, with the way we interact with our family or community. There's so much opportunity to reevaluate things right now. Yes. And I think for us to really get a handle on this reptilian brain right now, fear is like right there. Like I'm not one to one listen to the news, but I'm also not one to react in fear when, uh, something like this happens, I, I'm going to step back, yeah. seek nature, seek quiet. And then I, then I let my beautiful uh, human brain do what it does. And, and I'll go and research things and I, and I sit and I figure it out. And then I take that back to nature and I sit and I relax. So again, and I'm sensing, you know, this has just been a whole couple of weeks of sensing in my body. What is this? What is going on? Like just being activated by news or family, friends. And again, everyone's going to experience this differently. Yes. And I'm having a hard time with some people's levels of fear and anxiety and that's my shit. So, I mean, for me just to let them, they'll figure this out. 
they'll yes, work on it. But right. just being around uh, and talking to certain folks right now is is activating for me alone. So it's just being activated. This fight or flight response or freeze. Well, I think all that's over the important part, right? right? Yeah. Like, I, I don't think we can. I can't even ask myself to not have any fear, right? I mean, it's exactly. there, I'm full it's of it coming right up, and thank you. Yeah, to be able to sit and be present with it and be curious with it. We're, we're really being presented with an opportunity as, you know, we can go into fear or we can go into this curiosity of, well, why is this coming up for me? Right. And you talked about people are going to have different um, responses to what's going on. Yes. And so there's a collective thing happening, but we're all having our individual responses. Yes. And, um, you know, there's that paradox of we have to protect the herd by individuating right so that mm. in itself is an interesting paradox it is really interesting but then there's the individual yeah. piece of okay we're all having this opportunity to just take stock of how what's this producing in me so i look at my own personal experiences my family my ancestral pieces for example mm-hmm. where my pa- family comes from you know leaving a totalitarian regime and persecution yeah, right. right? Yeah. yeah. And so really, really easy for me to perceive and watch all that's unfolding with yep. a particular with lens, lens right now exactly of it. totalitarianism and all right. oh, this has happened in the past. It's happening again. Yep. And I can ship my pants about it. Yeah, for sure. Or I could just notice the triggers, mm-hmm. notice what's happening in my body, noticing that I'm not breathing, yep. noticing how yep. that's coming up and being able just to lean into it enough and be just witness it. Yes. Right? And how much, what really comes to mind for me is how, if you can notice you're being swayed by the herd mentality. Yes. If, if you can notice yourself taken away from your own truth. I think that's a powerful thing. Thank you. There's this internal knowing that you have. Every human being, every animal has it. And if you can tune in continually to it from time especially through this process even though we're isolated now is a time that we can we can hone that skill yeah. of tuning in to that truth that internal knowing that we all have and then when something comes in from the external mm-hmm. to say this that or the other we can mark it as does this feel true to me or not mm-hmm. does this feel Right? right, and so then, if it doesn't, then we can say, "Ah, this is that herd mentality right. that does not serve me," and then there's some that will, and some that won't, and we just need to keep affirming that for ourselves through this process, so that we don't get swept into the trauma of what's being created by this. Yeah, and there's so many different streams or ideals that one could, you know, be sucked into in this day and age too, right? We have multiple news streams, multiple ideologies, depends if you're watching, you know, say Fox News or this news, they're going to frame things in such a way that again, can take you off sure. into that herd mentality. And, and again, back to the point about being three feet from somebody and having that own ability, as I hear you bring up, you know, your past and family coming from Eastern Europe and, and you know, communism, things like that, I can, you know, it's a visceral thing in me, I can sense that that's, again, your lens, and that could very easily wind your physiology up and if i'm one to just say richard's my buddy i'm gonna follow richard yeah screw screw them he's right he's right yeah right it's just so easy to feel because you're picking those cues up off of me and you're not aware of them and you're a friend and and, you know uh, and and all that and you Mm. influence so again it's so easy for me to just now wait a minute is this my truth and I can go through a process of sitting and feeling with that. And, I, and, and as I do that, and it's funny, as I do that, I'll explain for the listener what I feel is I felt it down in my solar plexus, right in the middle of my stomach there. And then as soon as we had that conversation, I felt it move 
forward out of my body. And then from there, I was like, okay, this is my body. You can't see me right now, but I got my hands about four inches away from my chest. This is my body. And that's Richard's story. Beautiful. There, there it is. And then I get... Throw it out the window. I love that. So what <laughs> yeah. this, it's gone. I love this yeah. because what we're bringing up is the parts, right? You're identifying you, mm. me, him. We're identifying reptilian, mammalian, human. Yeah. We're, de- we're just sort of defining. And if you can, there's not, if we can just bring awareness to that, yeah. that that really dispels so much of the charge mm-hmm. behind it. Right. No, and it's so true. When you say awareness, I think um, of ex- an expanded, like expanded brain. Like again, listeners, you can't see me. All kudos to getting filmed. I guess when we do these, maybe get the camera in here. But um, think of my. I'm, I'm feeling whole brain, so I feel more awareness to to the situation, and it brings my the sensation to my head and the openness. Whereas before, when I put the blinders on with my with my human brain, I felt that angst that deep primal angst that Richard has had you know throughout his family history and then together I just get drive further deeper into this feeling of oh if my stomach feels tight and I feel like you know hence nervousness and running to the bathroom and things like that yes. so again if it, and by acknowledging symptoms throughout our life which I think is neat because I digestion has always been something interesting to me but I've also noticed how People who have poor digestive systems are often ones to jump if, if something were to fall mm-hmm. unexpectedly, right? And so the relationship there, again, if we can start to tune into that and know like, hey, I'm, I'm, a, I'm the type of person that runs to the bathroom all the time and, you know, especially I'm, I'm frightened easy. It's like, well, wait a minute. Maybe we can tap into what we're talking about here and start to separate ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's just the cup falling over there. I'm okay, right? Mm-hmm. And having that whole brain awareness, it just... Yeah, kind of. It's the curiosity piece, right? So when yeah. we talk about tracking in nature, like you see that uh, the 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 footprint of the animal, and you're tracking your who, what, where, when, why, how. You're bringing these questions of like, what was this? Where is it? Was it going? Where mm-hmm. was it coming from? What was it doing? And um, and so you're just tracking, and you're going down a certain pathway. Yeah. So it's the same thing. You're just tracking right. your sensations, and those are your footprints. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing what you can discover about your own biological biography, if that right. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Right. For sure. And if it helps for people, uh, I always like to turn on like um, like a recorder, you know, and just press it. If, if it's new to you, tracking in your body, mm. you just press record and you start voicing everything you're feeling because we can get sucked into our heads right. and it's hard then to track internally because we get <sighs> kind of... Um, we can't be observant about it anymore, right? right. We, we're, we're offline and we get into our emotions too heavily or into our thoughts too heavily, typically, our patterns that are entrenched. Right. And so if you put a recording on, you just press record and you say, okay, fine, I'm going to sit with my body for a second. I'm feeling freaked out about this situation. Okay, as I did that, I felt it in my chest yeah. and my hand went like this, it right. went out. So you just say it all so it keeps it being all about observation and then you start to learn about yourself that way right so instead of putting the filter and the trying to figure it out or understanding in the moment no. we're just actually observing like yeah. a like a researcher un- observing. unbiased observing yeah. yeah and the information will arrive when it's meant to arrive and the insight and the ahas will arrive spontaneously as right. those connections ah. are formed in your nervous system we can only gain insight once the 
once an actual connection is formed. Mm -hmm. We can't force. Right. And that's what I think some people might call like a download, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's that feeling of like, ooh, something just landed on all levels of my brain. That's right. And it just goes, and and again, that's essentially how I would define like a download, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. True. Um, And even I'm just thinking again how like, in the tracking sense, I'm thinking of a, of an iguana sitting, you know, just sitting quiet in the sun and just the energy that they kind of put off as I'm looking at it, it's reptilian brain. This is always how I've kind of related that sense of how I can just be aware, I guess, or, or sense. And it's, I just think of an iguana and how like kind of open they are to like track. They must just be tracking something, looking for flies or, or whatever. There's something about the way that, that iguana sits there that kind of, I guess, embodies what we're talking about mm-hmm. just to bring it back to oh. Nate an animal that I think is representat- representational of what we're talking about. Definitely. Yeah. That's yeah. why being in nature is so helpful to us. It's it's that ability to orient to our environment with our all our senses. And the moment that we do that, no matter what state you're presently in, in the mind and in mm-hmm. the emotional sphere, you might be in a particular state of fight, flight, and freeze. Uh, and you've called that out. You've noticed it for yourself. And then if we go out into nature and use this observation... This ability to take in through our eyes, ears, nose, mouth, touch. Mm-hmm. And then what what our brain, what we're actually doing is the brain is interpreted, interpreting no threat. It sees no threat in the present moment. And then our system can shift into parasympathetic state. But in that meantime, as it shifts from sympathetic charge to parasympathetic state, you're actually getting layers and layers of fight flight and freeze Mm. that come up as you shift and you can just build awareness of what that feels like as you shift through the different layers and you can choose Mm. whatever layer you wish to work on right and unravel it it's really very cool right yeah that's very unique and i i do like how we're chatting about nature because i I was mentioning the iguana but i'm thinking yeah just just nature alone it's that opening up to everything and when there is no you know, threat essentially in our, in our environment, we're able to kind of just, it's the softening of the layers. You start to feel yourself kind of, again, like down-regulating the nervous system, entering in the rest, digest, and it's just like, everything is good here. I can just chill under this tree or, mm-hmm. or what have you. Or like you said, I can sit under this tree and think about, man, I'm really stewing on why that one person is so yes. scared or anxious or whatever right now. It seems to be what I wrestle with. Yeah. <laughs> Lately, but yeah. No, and again, and sit with it. And then I start to feel my human brain let go of certain things. And that just fizzles away. And I realize how that can so easily wind us up, distract us from that just being at harmony with things. And and again, really giving our bodies opportunity to be in that healing state, which is where our, our base is, right? Yeah. And so again, bringing it back to observation and sensation. So I think it just... I find it fascinating. So there's the book, uh, Coyote's Guide to Connecting with Nature. So John Young is part of that. And there's a whole couple other authors in and that. It's a whole school of understanding. And they've kind of distilled down these nature-based societies and consistent things that would come up in their day-to-day rhythm of living and sort of distilled these down into what they call the core routines, right? And so there's the sit spot and you're going back to the same spot mm-hmm. every day for at least half an hour and really engaging the senses. So you're just listening, you're, then you're opening your eyes and you're using your owl eyes and you're essentially, yeah, just conscientiously working with your sensations. And what that allows to come online is getting into that parasympathetic state for one, but what that facilitates is, oh, interconnection, mm-hmm. feeling, feeling 
the connection itself. I think we're all mm-hmm. very uh, becoming more yeah. and more aware of what disconnection feels like. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank what you. does connection feel like? Oh, and that's just because it. if we if we don't have if that's unfamiliar, there's no reference point. There's no so reference many. point. No, right. Yeah. And so, um, like it's easy for a lot of us to get stuck in a fear pattern of disconnection when we are actually physically disconnected right now. And so, how do we build that? And and that speaks a little bit to that prefrontal cortex and all that sort of stuff. So, what what can you say to that? Do you mm-hmm. think? Okay, so yes, we have this prefrontal cortex that we can tune into with awareness. We can build awareness of our situation, our surroundings, of the threat that we might be under or not under. And we can build this through meditation, through uh, so many different techniques out there, and even any sort of routine that you're going to set for yourself, any sort of um, ceremony, sense of ceremony, or ability to go out in nature, um, that's going to build an ability, a resource for you that you can tune into over and over and over again and form new neural networks. The thing is that what we really want to do is to build our awareness internally and unwind the fight, flight, and freeze patterns through your body so that you probably don't even have to rely on that as heavily as you usually, as you think you should. Uh, you know, people sometimes meditate daily, twice a day, and, and they need that to sustain themselves for a work day, for example, or they need to take the supplements, detoxify their liver so that they can be okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And what, what we really want to do is to deepen the exploration within the body. That means not be afraid of our own charge, of our fight, flight, and freeze that comes online. Feel the support that we might have, whatever that is in the moment, and notice our deactivation, our ability to heal and come down. And as we repeatedly do that, we're building more resources in our body. We're actually rewiring our systems in a deeper way because we're solving the patterns that were wired in from the past. And as we do that, then the the same problem comes at us and we face it in a completely different way. We're not triggered in the same way as we ever have been in the past. And that's how we know that our wiring is changing. Mm -hmm. That's how we know we've healed a certain dimension or shade of it because the problem exists, but I'm looking at it from a completely different angle right. now. Right. And so, so when you do that really deep internal work, mm-hmm. we have that more available to us. We actually shed, we peel that onion. Mm-hmm. And so then things become and feel lighter and less entrenched with emotion and thoughts that are suffocating, that are hopeless, that production of freeze response, that hopelessness. Mm -hmm. And so if we feel a bit more, we have resources and resilience and we're building that internally slowly, then um, we can be more available to our children, to each other, to community. It's that individuation Um, again. So it's it's doing our work. And then we're, and again, we're so being called into that type of work right now where we all have to do our own work, take care of our immune system, take care of ourselves or whatever it may be. We're all, I think, realizing that right now. So um, it's, it's the time to do that. And I love, I just absolutely love the way you put that all together. So 
thank you for articulating like that. And I'm just thinking, as you're talking, I heard the word rewire. Mm -hmm. And when I talk about this stuff, I hear the word rewild. And then I think through the old patterns and processes, I'm thinking through domestication and, and you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's just, again, this is why I think this, this topic is foundational to rewilding. Um, if you're looking at it through this biological type lens. So, I, I mean, again, this is regardless of the times right now and the opportunity we have to kind of do this type of work. Um, I just think this is, again, so foundational. If we want to start to think about things differently, mm-hmm. the way we come together in economy, in society, um, relating to one another, it's just to do it in a way that incorporates this whole brain, you know, this primal aspect of us and allows us to, I guess not be so charged all the time with news and all the advertisings and things. Yeah, so like there, that. that rewiring, that rewilding essentially is doing our own work and through that being able to understand the interconnection of things. To, yes. To experience oh, yeah. interconnectivity, not to just say it. Thank you. And yeah. so if we can feel the interconnectivity of things, then you know, we're not just working on ourselves, we're working on the collective. Exactly. So then that paradox of the herd versus the individual yeah. kind of dissolves yeah. and we have this opportunity to feel empowered by mm. doing our own work. Mm. And so that brings us to that whole idea of building community, mm-hmm. right? And how maybe there are things about community that dampen the individual self that... Um, our, you know, community is a loaded thing too. Connection yes. is loaded. So mm-hmm. can you comment on that a little bit? Yeah. So I, I can comment in the sense that just to speak to my own journey recently too, I've done a lot of my own work through my own nervous system, shedding all these different layers and patterns within myself. And as I do this, I sense my own ability to connect, to be present is far greater than it was in the past. Uh, And then I'm feeling this calling internally to to share and to connect with greater community. And as I feel into that, I also feel the fear of what my past experience has been with connecting with community, Mm. which is full of, you know, jaded trauma, anxiety, all that sort of stuff, right? So here I am saying, okay, I've done my work. Okay, I think I'm ready. I'm ready. Mm. And then as I was going to, I I have joined this amazing group of women recently, but before I joined, I had, I, I, and I'm still doing this, I'm sorting through some pieces from my history. So my parents, grandparents came from a communist country. Richard and I have that in common. Um, and so I need to continually work on those pieces so that I can be in community in a truthful way, true to myself. And then as I bring my truth to that community, that community changes and actually, hopefully I think would vibrate on a, um, a kind of a, a truth level, a pure a kind of healing level, right? And so then if we all come together, if we're all doing that as individuals, I love this. I looked oh, at my so meditation app today and I saw like, there's this one meditation app. It actually shows all the people in the world as little lights meditating mm. in the present moment. And there were 400,000 over, 400,000 people meditating in that moment. 
And I saw all the little lights. And we're all doing probably different meditations, different styles, different breathing techniques. But we're all there as individuals doing our work and knowing Mm -hmm. through that map as a sort of like this beautiful visual symbol that I had, that we are all interconnected. And I now need to do more work so that I can be in community in a healthy way with other people. And what that will bring are new ideas, yes. new possibilities, yes. new frameworks and structures that are no not are not there yet. Right. And as this is what this opportunity is all calling us to, is to do our internal work and then in the end, to create communities that can foster health, healing, growth, support one another truly and more deeply, to have leaders that lead from love, from the heart, versus leaders of current, present day. Yeah. And, and even to like things like entrepreneurship and the word social entrepreneurship being, you know, and I feel like if we're doing our individual work, um, we're doing a civil service and we're able to, you know, be socially conscious entrepreneurs creating businesses where we're trying to you know source things locally and sustainably and all of that and i think uh yeah again i I really do see it as civil it's like a civil service almost it's like the way that we can go forward is by doing our own work so that we are able to be in harmony and interact with others and it's amazing how like this social distancing or this physical distancing people have just like People are doing it, right? Collectively, yeah. have we seen a movement collectively like this across no. the world ever in our lifetimes? No, no. because it's, it's everyone's feeling empowered by like, I can do something to help. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, okay, don't stop it there. Though, yeah, oh, right? yeah. Don't, Please don't. Don't isolate yourself at home, crush Bud Lights and, yeah. you know. Sit around and wait for and watch Netflix watch the whole time. Yeah, yeah exactly. have a little bit of that, sure. Sure. But Oh, of course. How can you go a little a, bit further? I had a pizza the other night. Told you about it. It yeah. was lovely. It yeah. was lovely. <laughs> I mean, been eating so clean and, you know, yeah. good for doing what I, it's making me feel great doing my part, but I'm like, you know what? I'm still, exactly. Still, yeah, so still a little bit of that. Just be like, curious. How can I curious. go a little bit yeah. further with this right. sense of I'm Keep doing my part? How, what more can I do for yeah. myself, for the collective? Yeah, thinking about, yeah, again, it's just, it is, it's the civil service right now and to not stop it here, right? To not to not stop the the self improvement or the even the connection right now. I ne- I mean I know we're physically distanced, but I think we're reminded right now about just how yeah a virus could just kill us all. Mm-hmm. A, a meteorite could come and mm-hmm. hit the earth, you know, and we would be gone. It's just like again, what's really important? And it's just like yes, family, love, connection, community, um, the things we've been chatting about here. Which again, it's so easy to get pulled out of that. Mm-hmm sense of like again harmony i keep saying so and i love the threads that are happening in the world of questioning you know like even when something is said by the media i love how really there's a collective of people that are questioning enough people questioning i, I, I know i, I mean yeah. that's great to see too right because oh, yes. we need all of these sides to be ignited mm-hmm. um for this new and i'm so grateful too speaking about questioning like again for the opportunity that social media and that is providing right now it's individuals with platforms to ask big questions i was chatting with a friend the other day and i'm getting into yeah things i'm interested in he's like yeah unless right now you're like joe rogan he's like you you just shouldn't ask those questions but like that's just it people are asking questions and people are listening to people like joe rogan and many 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 others i just named names of people that i've come across kelly kelly brogan is one um there's so many individuals who are just asking questions and there's nothing wrong i think with asking questions at any any point in throughout history and we need to do it more to the powers that be and um, our, 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 our doctors, our lawyers, our, our engineers, everyone just ask questions because I think it's interesting to me is that people 
So sometimes people stop asking questions because someone's supposed to be an authority figure. Mm-hmm. I deal with this often as a PhD student. It's like, question the F out of me. I want to say, right? <laughs> question me, please. Because, and that's just it. Because you get to truth. Yeah, no. And again, some people don't, we, everyone doesn't have the answers. There's limits on knowledge. And at the end of the day, our personal truth, mm-hmm. right? Like you say, is our truth. And if someone else's truth doesn't feel like your truth, we need to know Again, we need to have a frame of reference as what harmony feels like and what Jesus is something I don't buy here, right? And, and I've been, yeah, there's a lot of that going on right now. So yeah. again, asking questions, well said. Mm. Well, fascinating stuff. Richard, do you have anything else? You've been kind of my guidepost here. I keep looking over at you and, um, you know, I'm just curious as to uh, where else we could go with this conversation as far as current times, maybe tools or... Or, or again, we were sure. chatting a little bit about meditation practices. So maybe we can um, chat about practices that individuals can do. Or maybe this would be a nice time to discuss body-wise sure. and everything that, um, yeah, yeah, essentially offer there. Right. So um, through this whole journey for me, I've... I've created a an online program called Bodywise Insights. Mm-hmm. It's bodywiseinsights.com. And uh, it's an eight-week online program. So online, we're all safe to do that right, right yeah, now. Right. But it's it's a community of people that really want to learn how to track their internal sensations, mm-hmm. how to trust their own body's ability to heal, mm-hmm. that want to encourage building resources internally so that they can actually approach stressors that inevitably occur mm-hmm in a different way so that you can heal your stuff so that you can take on life, be more present, be more connected, be more focused. Um, and so, so you can, we're going to be starting this program up. A new cohort is starting late April. Okay. And, uh, so through May and June, that's what we'll be doing. Okay. Yeah. yeah and they'll have this, this episode will be up by then. Okay. We'll, we'll make that work like that. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was just saying, and if people aren't going to be doing that sort of thing, what other resources might they have or be able to yeah. tap into during this time to do some of this work with themselves? Yeah, because we got a lot of free time on our hands. Everyone's got a lot of free time right now. Yeah. And hopefully, I mean, that's, like I said, this will be out soon enough. So I think, uh, well, yeah, I mean, anything anything folks can do. I know I had something I, I will add to that conversation as to how I kind of try to do it. But uh, uh-huh. is there, oh, okay. yeah, is there any? So, um, yeah, sure. So, I mean, yeah. you can look at resources. So any of the books written by Peter Levine or Stephen right. Porges, if you want to learn really deep, yeah. deep polyvagal theories, Stephen Porges has a great book called The Pocket Guide to the Polyvagal Theory. Mm-hmm. Um, he has lots of interviews online too from both of them. You can learn a lot about the nervous system, the um, vagus nerve, and and see how it connects to to your life and to you. See what resonates with you about it. There's lots of people out there doing this sort of somatic work. It's mm-hmm. called somatic experiencing. You can look at all kinds of other wonderful healers that are out there doing this work. Uh, but for what I would say to anyone out there that wants to start this process for themselves to, well, how do I listen to my body? What, what do I do? Um, it's really just about calling out the first thing that you sense inside and building the skill of noticing. And so if you were to just notice right now for yourself, as I'm speaking about all of this, just notice your body's response. Notice what sensations come up within you in this moment. And if the word 
if you want to say nothing, if it's nothing, then we sit with nothing. Because that is something too. And you say nothing. I don't feel anything. Okay, so feel nothing. What is nothing like? <laughs> right, yeah. There's an energy to nothing. Yeah. Right? And so you can always track from whatever's yeah. showing up. And, uh, and then you can just ask yourself what emotions are coming up around this? What thought patterns are coming up around this? What images would show up if I were to be in this state? And uh, what sensations are surfacing? Uh, and then we can kind of sit with all of those pieces for yourself and learn. And it's, it is a, a practice. I think we've said this already, but it's something you're continually doing because it's never really done. So as you, you know, you work on one layer, yeah. you can continually go deeper. You continually interact with the world. So things will re-pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I'm, and I'm glad that you said that. And I think uh, for me, that's just it. It's I noticed that I'm more able to be present and aware on all levels, if I'm continually doing my morning meditation practice. So it's, again, that consistency to a practice um, where I'm kind of tapping into, say, theta brainwave states or if I'm, you know, however, whatever's happening, but at least taking me out of, you know, busyness with my frontal, with my higher cortex and all that kind of thinking that goes on throughout the day. And just to kind of tap into that silence for a little bit, it really does help me throughout the day sit, observe, track, see what's going on in my body. So mm-hmm. I think you're doing a nice job too, just providing people with resources consistently mm-hmm. too, right? Like oh, mini yeah. mental break Mondays yeah, on yeah. Instagram and all that sort of stuff. Just to, if you want to tap into some of this and have some, some support around it, there are supports there that Christina's putting out there. But like you said, there's, there's stuff out there in this vein. Yes. Right? Yeah. No, and I'm really glad, uh, you know, th- that you're doing body wise insights because I really do feel like, well, Again, talk going back to integrative health and having kind of finger on the pulse in regards to what is becoming more mainstream, I guess. Like, again, I know we've chatted much about osteopathy. Osteopathy is having a, like a, a resurgence of osteopathy these days, and it seems like it's becoming more popular. And I feel like um, for modalities um, that are, again, getting at the root cause of things, I yeah. feel like the somatic experience and the, and the many branches of it like body wise insights and, and others that are, it really is. It's getting at something that I think folks are like ready for and, and it's resonating. Mm-hmm. I know it really, I know it has with me and um, yeah. So I'm happy to have you here. Talk about it. If this is something you guys have never heard about before um, again, all links will go to body wise insights. Um, and then of course, all things village naturopath, if they want to come and see you if they're in the area. Um, but yeah, we're almost at the hour. So I guess what I will ask you, Christina is questions. I like to ask lots of people and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we've chatted about a lot of obviously things one can do during challenges times, but what, what are things that you personally like to do um, to help you kind of tap into your wild soul for health, vitality, when the going gets tough, what do you, what's your reset button or how do you like to uh, stay on top of things? I love my nook. Oh yeah. <laughs> I have love some, <laughs> we have a new home that we built on our land and I have this wonderful nook full of pillows and blankets and two big windows and I sit in the sunshine mm. and I've been doing pranayama breathing, which okay. is wonderful and um, a lovely tool to, again, center and get into that theta right. state yeah. and feel into my meditative state. Um, but I can, I always, as soon as I, it's, a, it's organic and ingrained in my bo- biology now, mm-hmm. as the moment I go inside, my body's goes and starts yeah. doing that somatic work and so I can do that whenever I feel like 
right. I need to. Right. Uh, something you can call on. It's not something necessarily that it takes as much maybe prep mm, or maybe even working with a, a practitioner, you know. Yeah, definitely. Something like that you can just do it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but it's, and it's continual in my brain, right? I'm, I'm constantly sort of thinking about the healing journey that I'm on. I think that's just something that is deeply rooted in me and pro- mm-hmm. from a start probably, but, um, I'm constantly thinking about the different layers that I'm seeing around me and how the universe, I use like the things that, um, happen moment by moment mm-hmm. around me yeah. as, a guide to what's happening internally for me and mm-hmm. uh, what patterns I still need to work on. Mm-hmm. Right. So. That's awesome. And again, kind of full circling it back to everything we've been chatting about here. So, and yes, thanks for saying that. What, um, now how about, let's take that from the individual outward. What's your wildest dream for the earth? Oh my gosh. My wildest dream is for every human being to know that they have the power and the ability to heal within themselves and that that is connected to the earth, that we are living beings. We are one with the earth. And I think the more that people do their own work, they will be able to connect more and more with the earth. Mm -hmm. And then comes from what will come from that is just love and respect and valuing earth and nature and then we create different behaviors from that if we value and respect something that's awesome Mm -hmm. and i think you're right everyone has that hunger like you were saying earlier everyone has that Mm -hmm. hunger for that nature connection and um once we 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 have all experienced it and we've you know most likely we've all experienced that connection that we have in nature Mm -hmm. and that's that feeling that we're talking about of that have equanimity and that whole brain that's kind of what we've been chatting about here. So I know everyone's experienced that. If you've listened to this podcast, you've definitely experienced it. You're probably hungry for it, hungry for it right now. So yeah, thanks again for, for saying that. And I think this this type of work gives us the tools to do just that, mm-hmm. be at harmony and feel that presence of nature and the liveliness and that interconnection. Yes. Beautiful. Rich, you got any closing remarks here before we uh, end this one today? No, I'm just uh, letting it all sink what in. What are you grateful for here today as we close? How about that? Throw that at you. I'm grateful for the sunrises that we've seen the last couple of days. Just the sun keeps rising. Nice. Yeah, just keeps rising, right? And it's warmer. Well, that helps. That helps too. Yeah, no, there's nice sunrises lately. Turkeys this morning were just gobbling. As as a side note, yeah, just I was listening out here and uh, just thunder, thunder and just roaring they were. Could have been your neighbor practicing for this hunting yeah, season. Yeah, the hunting season. Yeah, so Richard and I were chatting about uh, upcoming turkey hunting season, so I think it's just on, it's on the top of my mind right now. Thanks. But anyways, yeah, Christina, thank you so much for being here. Uh, uh, please tell folks, I guess, formally, I know we've done it already, but I guess yet again, where individuals can find more about BodyWise Insights and sure. everything you do. Okay, um, but I just also want to say my gratitude. Oh, oh gosh, <laughs> say your gratitude. Um, I'm just going to share that I'm grateful for this spark of healing that every human being has within themselves and the earth has within itself and that I'm grateful that I can trust in that to know that we are all safe, we are all well always and we will continually be well. So I'm grateful for that spark within each and every one of us. Thank you. Um, you can find Bodywise Insights on Facebook, okay. on Instagram, on YouTube, on uh 
bodywiseinsights.com. If you want to learn about the online program that is still open for enrollment, enrollment until the end of April, it's bodywiseinsights.com forward slash online program. And um, if you want just to listen to different meditations that I've done or um, just hear about different topics in terms of if you even have any questions around stuff that's been happening for you around this Corona, all mm-hmm. this world that we're in. Uh, what I'm doing right now on Facebook is I'm going on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and just answering people's questions. Awesome. Uh, uh, in really terms good. of nervous system perspective on right. this, right? So, oh, that's so useful. You, yeah, Thanks. you can go on and just check out those videos okay. or ask more questions too. All right. Well, yeah, I'm gonna make sure we get this one up on the ASAP. As I've said, you know, I think uh, there's gonna be an episode dump here coming up quite soon because I've got so much stuff that I want to get out to you guys because I know everyone's listening to podcasts right now and this stuff is just, I think, also very important. So love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Stay wild. Thank you for listening to the Rewild My Bio podcast. Please subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating if you've enjoyed this episode. I would greatly appreciate it if you shared the show with your friends, if, of course, you think they would like it. You can also visit rewildmybio.com to download previous episodes and sign up for the newsletter. In the newsletter, I share blogs and bonus content from my health promotion research, along with practical tips to help you rewild in a modern world. Please follow along on Instagram and Facebook at rewildmybio and on Twitter at Sean Slade. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, stay wild.